This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor. Good morning. Hi, Charlie. Good morning, Franklin. Well, we got a keep our conversations hot and heavy because it's damn cold out oh, there. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say because it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, well, that too. That too. With that in mind, do you want to say a little hot fond good wish to our partner in the uh, control room there, James Patrick? Who's not Joel? listening right now because no, he's answering he's, the phone? Is he? Yeah. Is he answering the he phone? Is, okay, yeah. that's good. But uh, yeah, we couldn't do this without James Patrick Dooley. Speaking of the phone, I better get these numbers Correct. on the air. Otherwise, you're <laughs> not getting calls. Okay, here we go. Uh, for Toronto area listeners, please call Charlie Dobbin here on the Garden Show at AM740. This number, 416 416- Six three six zero zero seven forty. Then anywhere else in the province, it is toll free one eight six six seven forty zero up seven forty. That's it. Four, no, you know what? He did it again. Oh my God! One eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Right. Yes. Yep, that's <laughs> yes, it. Yes, okay. I, I messed myself up there. Uh, I always have to write that down. I, I wrote it rotten. Sometimes you don't quite write it down. Right? <laughs> my my writing was rotten, and there you go. But anyway, oh, uh, our little mantra. mantra. Okay, yeah. Don't forget that, my friends. Call early, call often. One question per call, and Patrolman Proctor will pull you over to the side of you, try and sneak a second one in there. And if no you're way. a first-time caller, uh, please let me know and uh, let James know. <laughs> <laughs> just brought the numbers in <laughs> and about a size 48 font. Thank yes. you very much, Thank James. You. Thank that, you. That is the sound. Just get that tattooed onto you somewhere. Yeah, I know. Uh, that bell. Uh, the bell, in, yes. In case you're first time caller. So yeah, James because that. that's our welcoming yeah. bell that yeah. gives you your magical <laughs> garden wings. Uh, okay, a couple of announcements. Ah. One is next Saturday, starting with next Saturday, then we'll bring it in. Yeah. Uh, if you're getting real down about this winter that just doesn't want to end, because yep. it is kind of starting to feel that way, cold, cold weather, you want to beat the winter blues, Toronto Botanical Gardens hosts their annual open house for horticultural community, live displays, free gardening advice, talks, demos, floral design competition, just mm-hmm. everything gardening and horticultural. And it's, it's all about spring and, you know, it's called get the jump on spring. You can pick up seeds and plants and all kinds of things it's a there's lunch in the jump cafe there's specialty vendors artisans the garden shop will be open of course so that's next saturday february the 21st from 10 a.m to 4 p.m free admission free parking a two dollar donation is appreciated and if you do make that donation there will be um free uh, there'll be drawing for prizes one one prize draw every hour. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. So with a donation, your name goes into the draw. Now, bringing it in today, Saturday, Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. is the first day of the Southern Ontario Orchid Society's big annual show. And, and we're going. We're going. Because you know why? There are over 30,000 orchids in bloom. Wow, that's a heck of a lot of orchids. You're going to count yeah. them. 
And <laughs> there's over 6,000 square feet of orchids. It's all orchids. This whole – all of Toronto Botanical Gardens is taken over by orchids. Now, when we walk in, will I just be you know, knocked over with a wonderful – Fragrance? Well, you know, or, orchids smell I, that much. No, they don't. I mean, some do. Actually, some smell really bad. But um, <laughs> no, I don't. You, you probably get more knocked over just by the amount of oxygen that's in the air. Oh, I find okay. because remember that's what plant, plants use carbon dioxide and give oxygen. So you, when you walk in, if you're going to tell me what you feel, you know, sort yeah. of, if you're going to be sort of sensitive to an experience when you walk in yeah, the door, lighted it here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if fragrance will be the first thing, but okay. I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if just and it'll be a buzz because it, there's all the the orchid people and keen the experts, the novices, everybody will be there and. Uh, so that's today Place to go and for tomorrow. Tips, obviously, sure, right? tips. You can p- buy orchids. You can buy anything to do with orchids. You know, potting materials, mm-hmm. um, pots, um, books. Uh, you know, videotapes. Any of it. It's all there. So there's uh, great people there with lots of good information to help you if you have questions as well. And, and Terry Kennedy is going to give us a little tour, right? She is. She's oh, going to take us through, and we're going to look at what's what's going on, and and obviously even art and photography displays. Like even the walls are covered with art. Like. Orchids. Yeah, Orchid yeah. art. It's amazing. Be fun. Uh, so Frank and I are going to uh, grab a quick bite and then go there and grab my daughter along the way as well. Okay, one important thing you need to know, speaking of orchids. Did you know that the orchid is named after the male genitalia? Uh, I beg pardon? Its botanical family name, Orchidaceae, means testicles in Greek and may derive from an early notion that the orchid possessed aphrodisiac qualities. Just thought I'd share that with you. Did you discern a pregnant pause, friends? <laughs> that was Frankie deciding whether to carry on and, or just ignore that whole last comment, which I think is probably the safest thing for us to do. And it might oh, even mean I can return next week. <laughs> I'm just about petered out, I'm telling you. Uh, anyway... <laughs> I couldn't resist. Okay, those phone numbers one more time before I leave. Read the right ones this time. All right, yes. In Toronto, 416-360-0740. Then anywhere in the province, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Give us a call, my friends. Happy Valentine's. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size, there's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem, well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And from Charlie and myself, Frank Proctor, a very happy Valentine's, one and all. Shirley, welcome to um, no, the Sheila. show. Uh, Sheila, pardon me, I, I can't read my own writing. Uh, Sheila, from Toronto, <laughs> welcome. Thank you. Good morning. I've been uh, regularly listening to you. It's the first time I've called in. Oh, oh wait a the minute. The bell, the Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. you have wings. <laughs> we're, we're moving um, to Georgetown. Mm, and the nice. garden that I'm going to be looking after, the backyard, um, is just grass with um, a metal a black sense at the bottom looking mm. out onto parkland. So mm. it's dying for some color. <laughs> and I was thinking of putting in... Um, some kind of creeping flowers, maybe roses. Mm-hmm. And um, I just wondered what advice you had about uh, timing for for buying them, putting them in, what kind of earth is good, and any advice about looking after them. Because I've been successful with them in Toronto in my front garden. Mm-hmm. 
Good. Okay, well, so you've got the you've got the itch brand new now. landscape to work with. Yeah, well, but that's you know it's canvas, that, yeah. that little bit of success breeds the <clears throat> desire to to get <clears throat> get even bigger in the garden. Well, a couple of quick questions: Where you would be thinking about planting these roses? Is it a br- open and sunny location? Yes, it is, and it's due south. Perfect. And when you said it's down at the back, is it in a low part in the garden? And no, it's flat. Okay, good. Because you, you never want to plant roses in a place that's wet or moist all the time or swampy at all. They, they prefer to be a high on a hill rather than a low on the hill. Uh, roses like a well-drained location. Best kind of soil would be just your basic good quality, you know, well amended with organic matter, well-drained soil. Nothing super special. Just a good fertile soil is what roses prefer. Lots of sun, as we mentioned. Um, a, a well-drained spot, again. Best time to be planting roses is in the spring once the ground has warmed up a bit. So depending on how long this winter goes on and then spring goes on, of course, we've got to get the frost out of the ground. This, once the ground is warmed up a bit, any newly planted plants will start to grow. When the ground is still really cold, we plant things, everything just sits and waits till the ground warms up. Mm-hmm. So either way, I always use a bit of bone meal when I plant roses uh, just to get those roots growing as a priority. And I'll, I'll tell you, some, some of the newer roses, the... Well, the Almost Wild uh, series of of roses, the um, patio roses, there's a whole bunch of really great new roses out there now that will bloom nonstop give you lots of joy and, and easy to grow, and they're not, they're, they don't require much maintenance like some of the older varieties do. Okay. Okay. One of the really nice ones, if you like yellows and oranges and even pinks, is one called Campfire. Oh. And it, the flowers are like a campfire. You can just imagine that, can't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, it just it ranges through all those colors, the pinks, oh. the oranges, the yellows. Lovely. So it might, might, you know, from a distance, it's a beautiful rose, particularly if you did a, a mass, right? Not just one, do three or five or seven or whatever. Yes, I was thinking of mixing some colors too. Yeah, good idea. Great. Well, good luck with that. That sounds lovely. Keep us up to speed, uh, Sheila, and let us know how it goes. I will. I will. I'll send you a photograph uh, That'd be great. the summer. Excellent. Terrific. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. And for those of you who do want to share uh, photographs or <laughs> offer a question or even uh, offer a tip or two to uh, Charlie and uh, the Garden Show here, by all means, send her a little email at dot. Dobbin, D-O-B-B-I-N, at mzmedia.com. And, you know, we're up to our first break here, and uh, we'll be back to talk to Grace in Paisley and Hillary in Freelton and a whole bunch of other folks, but we have to just take a moment to pause. And while we do that, I'm just going to think of the people who've been out there this last, I don't know, it seems like 15 weeks in a row that we've had cold, cold weather and snow and people are shoveling and they're getting sore and you know what I'm going to say. Yeah, well, yeah. if you're getting sore, you're going to alleviate some of that muscle soreness you betcha. with a special spray made and by... Analgesic spray and it is by Sierra Sil. Right, whereas if you're just kind of stiff and creaky and when you get out of bed, mm-hmm. you just the, the, the joints are hurting, Sierra Sil pills can help with joint pain if you experience any of that. Um, sometimes athletes do, certainly all of us do eventually with just with age, we get stiffer. Uh, arthritis, yep. pets, cats, dogs... Amazing what Sierra Sil can do to help alleviate that stiffness in the joints. One of the little features with the analgesic spray that I really appreciate, I haven't tried it yet myself. I, I, I don't take baths myself, but a lot, a lot of people do. Mm. 
couple of maybe four or five or even six little squirts, spritzes mm. into that bath water, and apparently it is just lovely. And you come out there smelling like you've <laughs> just fallen out of a pine tree. For more information, <laughs> sierrasill.ca or give them a call, one eight seven seven joint 14 S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And uh, just before the break, I had given you our, uh, e- our, the email for Charlie, but you brought up a good point here regarding our mailing address. Well, exactly. Some people don't have access to the computer and don't send emails or take photos. Yeah. So remember, you can still do the old-fashioned snail mail. I love to get any kind of, you know, any contact, any connection from people that have questions or comments. The mailing address here is... To my attention, Charlie Dobbin at MZ Media Inc. We're at, located at 7070 Jefferson Avenue in Toronto. And the uh, postal is M6K1Y4. Quick shout out and thank you to our friend Jim Rivere. Yep. Who lives in Port Colburn, and he sent a sweet little note and some top-secret tomato seeds that oh, are supposed man. to be absolutely amazing. And <laughs> thank you for that, and I will definitely plant them up and report back. Good drummer, that guy, too. Yeah, not to yeah. mention, he's a talented musician. Thanks right. for that, Jimmy. And Grace Paisley, uh, let's uh, get you on the line. Again. from, from Paisley. Paisley. Yes, Grace Paisley. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm having, you'd think I was up late, not James. He's uh, the one that's tired this morning, not mm-hmm. me. Grace, welcome to the show. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. I have a braided fiscus tree, Fic- and I was wondering how I should care for it. Oh, okay, great question. It's actually a ficus, F-I-C-U-S. Okay. Ficus is the Latin or, or proper name for a fig. Okay. So that's an ornamental fig tree that doesn't get fruit on it, but it's, uh, you know, shiny green leaves. It wants to be in a bright location. It doesn't have to be in, like, hot, hot sunlight. It, in the winter, it would be nice if it's in a window. In the summer, it can pull back from a window. It doesn't have to be – It'll leaves will sometimes burn if it's in too much sun in the summertime. But uh, water, it takes maybe a little more water than you expect. But the trick with any tropical plant is when you do water, water thoroughly. So enough water that it goes right through the drainage holes in the pot into the saucer below. Then no more water until it's dried right down. Uh, is it in, how big, of, how big is the, pl- the plant? It's quite large, and it's um, getting so that I might have to trim it some. Mm. And you certainly were getting to the trimming time. Yeah. Late February, early March, yeah. perfect time to do any trimming. Yeah. Keep in mind, though, if you do trim, I mean, you would do that because you want it to be tidier than it currently right. is because they can get a bit, you know, out of control. But it also will help it be more dense, more compact, a better-looking plant. Okay. When you do cut anything on a ficus, you will have an, uh, an exuding of white latex, so it will start dripping on your floor. Put some newspapers down so that you don't have, you know, if you've got a rug or whatever below, you don't want the sticky sap dripping down. And it it will dry up within 24 hours. It's just a matter of clean, you know, sharp pruners, clean cuts, allow, you know, some newspaper below. Okay. Uh, And I was wondering, what about transplanting it? Um, I noticed that the soil that it's in, the water just runs right through so fast. mm. 
So it's probably in the original soil that it came from I the garden so, center. Yeah. And would you, what size pot do you think it is? Eight inch, ten inch? Oh, it's it's that. Yeah, it's a hand inch. Yeah. It's maybe almost a foot. Okay. What I'd be inclined to do is keep in mind, if you transplant that plant into a bigger pot, it's going to become a bigger plant. <laughs> and sometimes that isn't a good thing. You know, plants start taking over our houses and then we have to move to make room for the plants. So I, I, I'd be inclined to not necessarily put it into a bigger pot, but certainly once we get into some nicer weather, say in late May, early June, take it outside, lay it down on its side, yeah. take that pot off, yeah. scrub that pot out, have some fresh potting soil on hand, yeah. use your fingers to sort of, uh, and you, you go fairly quickly, you don't want to leave the roots exposed for too long, but you know, five, ten minutes, just with your fingers, work some of that soil away from the roots, fresh soil back into the original pot, plant back into the original pot with more of this fresh soil and I think you'll find it'll be a happier plant just for the better soil. I think so. Because you realize um, what what it's in now is from Florida and it's a very light mix because it travels best because it's it doesn't weigh much. Okay so um, would you just use a real good potting soil? Yep. Any perlite and vermiculite? Well you can buy a potting soil or you can buy a a soilless mix Uh but either way buy a package of something that's just says it's kind of a good all-purpose potting soil for tropical plants okay okay Okay. and what about fertilizer now's the time again once you do that pruning you'll start fertilizing every month right through till september what type of fertilizer oh you know uh, grace you know what you've exceeded the the, uh, limit by about five so it's an all just to get it's an all purpose it's a 10 10 10 20 20 20 just one of those will be perfect i've got to kind of thank you very much thanks for your call Uh, patrolman proctor almost pulling grace over there and giving her a big ticket i know they're all connected i know it's a one question about one plant but of course there's 20 questions about how to look after that one plant yeah and we can't always do that you know because there are other folks waiting on the line correct like like hillary in freelton hello hillary welcome to the show Good morning, guys. Happy Valentine's. Uh, Lovely to talk with you. Well, thank you. you. Good morning. Hello. Hi there. We're here. Okay. Sorry, I can barely hear you. Oh, we'll try to talk louder. Okay. (laughs) Um, I have a question. I have a big maple tree out the back, and I actually don't own it. I I actually lease the property but own the house, and it's losing its bark quite rapidly, and I just wondered if there was anything I could do to sort of help it out maybe in the springtime. Uh, Okay, so that's a bit odd. Why would it be losing its bark? I I don't know, but it's such an oasis for my squirrels and birds. I, hmm. I just love it, you know. So, but I mean, could damn? I'm just trying to think. Usually, when a when it, how it's a big old tree, it sounds like I, I would think so. Uh, the I live on this. It's sort of like an adult resort, and it's seasonal for some people. But some of us live up here all year, hmm. and um, I guess they don't really get looked after that great because it is a forest area. Right. Often when a plant, like when a tree starts to lose its bark, it's because something has happened, something's run into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, near the road, obviously it's cars. Um, further from the road, it's things like lawnmowers. People bang into trees, start the, the breakage of the bark. And as soon as there's some breakage, then uh, insects get underneath and disease gets underneath. And then the bark really starts to separate and starts uh-huh. to fall off. So a lot of bad things can happen. Uh-huh. It's, but like you say, it's not on your property. You don't own the tree. It's a well, bit it of a, is on my property, but, oh. but um, I, just, you know, I just thought it's so sad to see it happening. You know, I wondered if there was anything I could do to help it, you know? Well, 
The first thing that comes to mind would be to bring a certified arborist onto the property and have that person do an analysis on why it's happening because yeah. that's the first real thing. Uh-huh. And that, that's what I would probably start with. If, if that all seems a bit too onerous, the thing you can do is – and not so much now. You'll have to wait till we get a little more into spring. But uh-huh. if where the bark is sort of hanging or peeling or, you know, loose, with a very sharp knife, you cut all that loose bark away. Okay. You want to have it all cl- like a clean area. The plant will scab itself over. It will actually heal if it's healthy enough. So oh, okay. that's the other thing is you do what you can to, pro- you know, be you know help the plant to be healthy that Uh could mean some deep root feeding it could ultimately mean some proper pruning so it's a lot of things to really look after a tree but I do find it odd that suddenly the bark would start to fall Mm -hmm. off I mean yeah the the branches you know that sort of sprout off it they're they're fine but it's the main you know the Mm -hmm. main big trunk right and and if you lose the bark on the main trunk and you lose it all the way around you lose the tree so rather than losing the tree, like I say, you might want to just call, like, check your yellow pages, call a certified arborist, explain what's going on. They'll often come without charging you a penny, mm-hmm. but but at, at, you know the reason they're coming is they're hoping that you're going to hire them yeah. to do the job <laughs> that they're going to recommend that you do. Yeah. And so if the tree really matters, that's what I would do. Okay. 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 I just thought I would mention, I don't know if people are aware, but I don't know if all the Terra nurseries do it, but the Terra nursery in Milton, mm-hmm. uh, really close to Mississauga there, they're doing these wonderful farmer's markets every mm-hmm. Saturday morning, 10 till 3. Yep. Um, and I went to one last Saturday. I went to it last Saturday, and it was so great. Like, you know, with all the local farmers' produce and stuff were being sold there. I thought it was such a good idea. And yeah. I wasn't sure if people were aware of that. No, it's great, actually. I did I did actually announce it here on the show. That is just at that one location, the Milton location on Britannia. Oh, okay. Sorry, I must have missed that. And, okay. um, and it is for the month of February, I think. It, I think it, as of March 1st, they flip into spring. But uh-huh. but you're right. It's a really quite of a wonderful Saturday and Sunday, I believe. Farmer's yeah, market, it's, it's great nice food. The local produce. Yeah, you know, it's a cool idea. Farmers, I guess. Yeah, so that's nice. You had a good time. Good. Okay, oh, well, thank you very much for your help. Thanks for calling. Thanks for Bye. joining us, Hillary, and a happy Valentine's Day to you. You too. Thank you very much. All Bye-bye. Righty. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Now, we've just had a call, uh, James tells me, from uh, another listener. A gentleman would like us to repeat the mailing address, if you would, Charlie. I'd be happy to. That? Okay. Get your pencils poised. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Poised <laughs> pencils? Alrighty. So to me, Charlie Dobbin at MZ Media Inc. So that's the we're talking mailing address here. The street address is 770 Jefferson Avenue. Jefferson Jeff J-E-F-F-E-R Sun S-O-N Avenue. Toronto, Ontario, and the postal is M6K1Y4. And I look forward to lots of mail from everybody. There you go. And phone numbers. Well, I better give those to 416-360-0740 for Toronto area listeners. Then anywhere else in the province, it is toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And on the line from Font Hill, let's say hi and good morning to Jeanette. Hey, Jeanette, first time caller. Great. Or well. Welcome. Okay, I have a question regarding uh, a fig tree mm-hmm. uh, that uh, I took cuttings from a friend, rooted them, and then I transplanted them in, in soil. Mm-hmm. Well, I had the tree outside for a couple of summers in a small pot, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then uh, this past summer, it grew quite big, so I brought it back in the house. It's in about a 12-inch pot right now, mm-hmm. and it's about two and a half feet tall. But I'm getting uh, figs on it right now. Oh, cool. So what's happening with that tree? Like, is that normal? <laughs> to be, to be uh, flowering and fruiting now? Yeah. Um, okay, is it the flower or is it the fig? It looks like a fig. Oh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Um, you, you won't get the fruit unless you've had a flower. So flowers lead to fruit. So you've got, if you have a fig hanging there, then that's wonderful. That's... Well, they're very, very small. Right yeah. now I have five, and uh, uh, they definitely look like figs. Nice. Well, I think that's lovely. So you're doing something very right. Uh, as you know, it couldn't stay outside in our winters. It would that's die. That's right. That's why I brought it in and yeah, just yeah. put it down in the rec room in a cool area. Perfect. By the patio door. It's kind of in the way. But <laughs> now, should I take it out of the pot and transplant it out? No, no. Well, if you want to keep the plant alive, I'd keep it in the pot. You will want to take it outside again this summer. Like that's once you've you're in this routine with the fig. The idea is it'll go out every summer and in every winter. The giving it that cool spot in the in the patio um, in the room the the rec room is excellent because it it does want a cool spot for the winter um watering only as necessary and i think you're going to find that uh once you get into this you're going to be taking cuttings and rooting them up and selling them to all your friends and before you know you're gonna have a whole fig nursery going on there well okay but how big is it gonna get (laughs) (laughs) how big is it gonna get it's gonna depend how big you let it get Okay, because when I brought it in, a few leaves fell off. Yeah, that makes sense. And that sense. was it. I thought, oh, all the leaves are going to fall off, and it's just going to stay kind of dormant. Oh, okay, and it didn't. It set it didn't. figs instead. Wow. I think you, it, you're you doing something very right. Okay. <laughs> all right, because my husband and I are, he wants to plant it right in the garden and, you know, leave well, it, let it grow all summer. But I want to keep it in the pot. Okay, but maybe the compromise is leave it in the pot and then plant the pot in the garden. Okay. Okay, because then it'll, it'll look like it's uh, out in the garden, but it makes okay. it easy for lifting it to bring it in next fall. Right. The, if you plant it directly into the garden, it, it's a much more stressful maneuver to dig it up out of the garden and pot it up in the fall. Mm-hmm. But leaving it in the pot is better. But I like the idea of burying the pot, and then it looks like it's actually growing out there. Right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Good stuff. Thank you. Thanks for your call. Enjoy your show. Well, thank you so much, Jeanette. Bye. All right. You're welcome anytime. Doors always open here at the Garden Show. (laughs) And the coffee's always on. Exactly. Matter of fact, I I have to have a little slurp here. Okay. But speaking of, do you want to hear something interesting? Mm Mm-hmm. Did you know that 75% of all chocolate purchases, I thought of this because the coffee's always on, so 75% of all chocolate purchases throughout the year are made by women all year long. During the days and minutes before Valentine's Day, 75% of the chocolate purchases are made by men. Over $1 billion of chocolate is purchased for Valentine's Day. Did you know that? I did not. Oh, there you go. Okay. That was, uh, yeah. Uh, And we did already. i just trying to find out from James who our next caller is. I'm sorry? Red. Okay, great. Uh, All right. Let's say hi to Red then. Hello, Red. (laughs) Well. Oh, Fred. All right. Good. Good morning, Fred. Uh, good morning. There you go. <laughs> you? We, well, we're great. Just a little confused, but it's nothing, nothing new about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I have, uh, we're going to get ahead of the spring a little bit here, I hope. Excellent. I have a, a walnut tree. Mm-hmm. Persian walnut. 
eating walnut. Oh, yeah. And uh, I am getting a worm in, in all the nuts now. Oh. It's a little white worm inside the nut. It's probably only six millimeters long. Hmm. It's, it eats the nuts or the hull, mm-hmm. and eventually all just goes black and it ruins the nut as well. Right. Okay, so mm. do you, in the spring, spray this tree with dormant spray? Part of it. Okay, because it's too big. like 47 feet tall. Yeah, it's too big. So you can't get to the top. Well, if you had a high enough pressure on your hose, you could. <laughs> but no, maybe not. Okay, so you do do the mix with the oil and the lime sulfur, and at the end of the day, it's, it, you can only get as high as you can get. Right. Hmm. And it doesn't seem to make any difference. Wow, you know what? Um, okay, Lee, you're going to have to leave that with me, because I'm not sure. We used to have access to all kinds of wonderful systemic, mind you, we didn't always use systemics on our fruits, but right. still, we had access to some good, even, you know, all-purpose insecticides that worked really well if you sprayed at the right time you could avoid all kinds of problems throughout the season uh timing being the important thing now we don't have so much access now it's soap or it's oil or it's pyrethrin so leave that with me and let me figure out what it is so it's very small white little caterpillar or worm right inside the fruit mm. right inside the walnuts and um, and let me see if I can figure out what it is that's causing that problem, and then I can figure out what you could do to try and avoid the problem. It started out very lightly, where there was like maybe five percent of the nuts went bad, and then mm. every year it just gets it, it builds up. Okay. Mm. Um, okay, so then the other thing that comes to mind is when we know we've got an infestation, and that the infestation is getting worse. Because trees never die fast, right? It's always a slow process. Yeah. We have to sort of stand back and say, okay, what can I do to make this tree's life better? You know, what, what sort of tender, loving care techniques can I consider? So that's where I would say to myself, you know, ha- have you ever considered deep root feeding the tree? Have you ever had it properly pruned? Because they can be very, you know, certainly it, suffer. It, it's being pruned and cut back quite a bit. Mm-hmm. It's a very fast grower as well. Yes, yes, they can be, and that's part of the always part of the issue. And then the, you know, with remember the ice storm last year, some of the the fast growing trees took a real beating when they broke all over the place with all that ice on them. So just a thought. And at the base of the tree, um, what have you got at the base? Is it lawn, or have you got garden, or uh, it's uh, in a just over an open lawn? Oh, okay, open lawn, and you fertilize that lawn? No, no. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, so anyway, all right, well, leave it with me, and I'll see what I can come up with and uh, report back next week. Hey, thanks a lot, Fred. Thanks, Fred. And Fred. Good day. And before you go, can you just tell me where you're calling from? Niagara Lake. Okay, perfect. Thank you. N-O-T-L, gotcha. (laughs) And Sharon and Marie are waiting on the line to have a word with you. Charlie, we do have to take a little bit of a commercial break here at AM740. You are listening to The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. I'm Frank Proctor. We're broadcasting live and direct from Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. And very shortly, if you call in, you'll be saying hi to our wonderful uh, gentleman in the next room there, James Patrick Dooley. He paid me five bucks to say that. The Urban Nature Store. Wild birding is a relaxing and enjoyable way to connect with nature, a great family activity. It helps our feathered friends survive the harsh winter. Start off birding right with a visit to the Urban Nature Store. Healthy, fresh seed without all the fillers. Ontario's largest selection of bird feeders, including squirrel-proof feeders. 
Urban Nature Store, your local birding experts, six GTA locations, including Woodbridge, Mississauga, and Oshawa. Visit urbannaturestore.ca. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Both Charlie and I, and uh, let's include James Patrick Julian, the wish for everyone to have a happy Valentine's Day. Don't forget getting something nice for your sweetie, okay? Sharon in Georgetown, <laughs> welcome to the show. Morning. 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 Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. Thank you, you too. Um, I have an anthermium. Um I've I've had it for about three years, and uh, it's always had the flower on. But this uh, December, I put it in another room that didn't have the same light. Mm -hmm. uh, Well, we put the Christmas tree up. Mm. And uh, now it's still healthy, but like all the flowers died. And I'm wondering, will the flowers come back? I'm getting all kinds of new healthy leaves, but no flowers. So now that the Christmas tree's down, did you put the anthurium back into the sunny location? Yes, I did. Excellent. What I would do is fertilize, if you haven't already, with uh, a flowering plant fertilizer, 15-30-15 kind, um, kind of fertilizer, and carry on with the kind of care you were giving. So it's fair amount of moisture. It's a plant that likes to be kept fairly moist, does like a bright spot, and it will pop all kinds of flowers for you. Okay, because I've been putting it out in the summertime and um, in like a shaded area, and it just seems to love it and bring it mm. in in September and yeah. like, you know, wash it all off. And, it, and it's been great. That's and good. all of a sudden it's decided, and I thought, didn't know whether it was a resting period or whether it was just. Uh, so I will try giving it 15, 30, 15. Yeah, and it could be just it is having a bit of a rest, but also it probably was the lowered light levels. I mean, obviously, winter, you know, December 21st, shortest day of the year, very low light levels. And then putting it into that darker spot might have just kind of shut down the whole flowering apparatus for a little while, but days are getting longer, so things are going to really start to pop. Thank you so much. Thanks for your call. Take care. Always Bye-bye. welcome here at the Garden yeah. Show. Anthurium is such a nice plant. How do you say it again? Anthurium? Anthurium. Anthurium. No. Oh. Well, no, I say anthurium, but it's red. It's got red flowers. I'll, I'll Google it for you so oh. you can see how pretty it is. But it's a re- And it's a nice plant. You would like it. It's fairly easy. You've got a bright, you've got a bright windows. Yes, I do. You would like that. I saw them at Costco, actually. They were yeah. selling like hotcakes. My, my windows. You saw them at Costco. <laughs> no, I saw oh. anthurium at Costco. Oh, I see. But you, oh, yes. have, okay. you have good windows for anthurium is all yeah, I'm saying. That's true. And, well, bright red is... The color of my little selfish army bell. You see, see, selfish army. Right I see on. that. Yeah. yeah, and I'm going to ring that for Marie in Uxbridge. First time caller. Hello, Marie. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I have a problem. Um, it's an umbrella plant. I uh-huh. call it an umbrella plant. Yes. But, um, the name on it is Sheflura. 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 Yep. Yes, and it's. Um, variegated leaf nice and uh well yes it was nice in the summer but anyway um it's just gradually it keeps dropping leaves okay so what you had it outside in the summer i had it outside in the summer in a a shady spot i thought it, it was like in an arrangement oh yeah yeah and uh of course in the fall i brought it in because i really wanted it mm-hmm and now I'm noticing this morning that it's got some brown spots on some of the leaves. Okay. Have you got it in a, a sunny window? No, it's in a north window. Do you have any south windows or west windows? Yes, but it says on there, um, 
double light, you know? Right. But in the winter, uh, the, like look at today, the, the, the brightest spot in anywhere is still going to be dappled, you know, equivalent to dappled light when it's overcast yeah. and Winter. short days. So I would move it into a brighter spot. I would also be very careful on the watering. Feel the soil before you water. If the f- soil feels damp at all, do yeah. not water. Wait Don't until water? do not water until the soil feels dry on the surface. Okay. Okay, and move it into a little more light. I think you'll see that you'll get some new growth, and it, the little spots indicate to me that it's perhaps getting too much water. Oh, that's what it is, eh? Yeah, yeah. Because there's new growth on it. Good, that's good. the older leaves that, you know yeah. how they are in little florets, yeah. like, yeah. and then one falls off and then another one, mm-hmm. and then finally the whole stem. Yeah. Well, you know, that what that is is that the new growth is leaves and stems that are designed to handle the light conditions it's currently in. Uh-huh. The leaves that are dropping are the leaves that grew back when it was outside yes, and it had leaves. bigger light levels. So the plants are pretty good that way. They'll, they'll transition from different levels of light, but they'll lose leaves along the way. Okay. Say that ten times well, fast. Wow, that was, that was pretty Thanks good. Kindly. You're welcome. Nice. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, Maria. Nice alliteration Lose leaves along the way. Yeah, Oof. it's getting later and later. Right? Yes, <laughs> you're absolutely right. So what do you think about anthurium? I think well, we should get one for you. Why, they certainly look gorgeous to me. <laughs> they I'll do, tell don't you. they? You folks are at home have a computer and you, you um, Google that, anthurium, you'll know why I'm almost aghast here. However, A-N-T-H-U-R-I-U-M. <laughs> no, it, I mean, I'm just showing you some silly pictures of it, but it's a really nice place. Yes, you are. Look, look how nice uh, <laughs> you are. You are a rascal. Now, I like cut to. that out, you see. Now, you know what? I'm going to have you turn your back. Oh, no. good idea. Okay. Because, I can and, uh, tell. I can look out. We've got something coming can't here. can't see Ooh, the window. I'm going to spandex. change in to my Lycra outfit. Ooh, the shiny one. I'm going to become Sierra Silman. Yes. Sparkles. Ah, yes. Exercises <laughs> now coming up. Why is he doing I'm this? Exercising. Oh, God. It feels so good. It feels yes. good and it doesn't hurt. No. Good. That Which is because Frank has been taking his Sierra Sil. Three little knee bends pills now. every day. Oh, Somehow Lord. greases the joints and makes it oh. so that they don't creak or not much, oh, anyway. Well, they <laughs> don't hurt, which is the main thing. So Frank is doing a very good job there. And, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to you, you can tur- no, you can turn, turn back now. now yes. It's okay. <laughs> so highly recommend Sierra Sil. It is something that's worked for both Frank and I. For more information, give him a call, one eight seven seven joint 14 or check him on the web, sierrasil.ca. And that is S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Whose mom just happens to be named Dolly. And on the line is someone called Molly. Lovely. (laughs) From Etobicoke. Hello, Molly. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Hi, Frank and Charlie. Thank you for taking my call. Our pleasure. Uh, I want to know about freesias. Mm-hmm. Can you grow them here, and do they sell them in florists? Okay. Oh, so well, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I, I Actually, probably right around today, you, if you're going to prepare to line up, you could get freesia at a florist, but that'll be a cut flower. So that's not a plant that you can 
grow other than to enjoy it as a cut flower. But, of course, we love freesia because they smell amazing. Fragrance is fantastic. Yeah, they're very aromatic. If you wanted to grow freesia, then in the fall, you would need to buy freesia bulbs. You would not plant them outside the way we plant our tulips and our daffodils outside because they are a a subtropical plant. So you would pot them up into pots and you would grow them in the house and you would hopefully have success with them flowering in the house. They aren't that hard to grow, but, you know, the flowers just don't last forever. Ten days, two weeks for the flowers, but just for for the aroma alone, it's worth it. Oh, that's wonderful. I have a friend who's English, and Mm. she's 90 this week, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to send her some. Uh, So you think I could still get them at a florist, and I will try and grow them. Yeah, and so is she in England when you you say she's English? Um, She is English, but she's Canadian. Oh, okay, so she's in Canada. So, yeah, what you would do for this week is you would contact a florist and have them put together a freesia bouquet and send that to her for her birthday. And then next fall, you know, uh, August, September. It's a bulb. It is a bulb, yeah. Yes. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks for your call. Molly, Molly, are you a first-time caller? No, I'm not. I've called you before, Frank. Well, you I said you like my name. That's right. Okay, <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. I do. I've never there met a Molly I didn't like. <laughs> Have a wonderful weekend and happy Valentine's Day. Thank you very much. Okay, Thanks for your call. Thank, Thank you. you both. Bye. Bye bye now. Yeah, a lot of people today now will be visiting the old florist shop. And I guess the traditional uh, gift on Valentine's Day for a fellow to get his girlfriend it would be uh, roses, right? Long stem red roses. That the is the popular. tradition. Yeah. That is the tradition for sure. Because red roses mean romantic love. Ah, uh, there you are. They're the Valentine mm-hmm. roses par excellence. However, yeah. purple, coral, and orange roses challenge red as the next color. These roses have the following meanings. Uh, It's funny you would ask me this question because I just happen to have the answer. Purple roses are to signify that the giver has fallen in love with the recipient at first sight. Wow. Coral and orange roses signal desire. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yellow roses means uh, joy and friendship. So sometimes it's a, all good then. A, yeah. But sometimes a woman will get get angry when she's given yellow roses. Oh my gosh, he doesn't love me. He just wants to be my friend. <laughs> you know. So it's don't oh, don't read too much into this because you know the meanings of flowers and colors have you know certain amount of interpretation going on here. And pink roses means um, gratitude and appreciation when you um, you send. I think pink. I'd stick with the red roses. I mean, uh, just the, play it safe. They're the, I was going to say yeah. they're the safe ones. Yeah. Everybody knows what that is. It's all about romance and desire and love. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, if Elliot, uh, your if. significant... <laughs> yes, I'm listening. Yes. If. Yeah. Now, if. If he would be inclined to take you for dinner, where would you like to go? Maybe uh, I'm going to put him on the spot. You know, well, I'm going to have dinner with my father tonight, so I won't be going anywhere with Elliot. I'm having Valentine's with my dad. But uh, if How I romantic. had my druthers, yes. I would go to a very good lobster restaurant. <gasps> Oh, because yes, that's indeed. my most favorite. Well, you can in make it Frankie Proctor's place. I love lobster. I know you and, do a good lobster, and I, I cook up a fantastic lobster. Well, actually, you know what? I, I, I cheat now. I used to, you know, boil them myself. Yeah. But I just go to a, you know, like a get them a to metro do it for or whatever. You. Yeah. And then and in five minutes in a boiling pot of water, it's all you know cooked, ready to go again, and it's just marvelous. Yeah. And I, I love love lobster. Me too. I think we both love the butter part of it. It's oh, the dipping. And, and you know what? Oh, a little tip for you. <laughs> a little tip for you folks. You know, have a little remkin, a remkin uh, of butter, of course, but 
beside that remkin of butter, have a remkin of white vinegar. I don't understand and just, that. Oh, no, but you give it a try. <laughs> okay. Just dip that lobster in the vinegar first, then in the butter. Oh, my God. It's, no, it sounds like a French fry buds. to me. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> French Please. Please. Okay. All right. Well. Well, so we are, uh, I guess you are back on air later today. Yes, 2 o'clock. Yeah. 2 o'clock, uh, live in the city. Exactly. Will you be reporting on the Orchid Show? Uh, well, I certainly will. Well, because you're going to drag me. I mean, you're taking me there. Because <laughs> that's where we're going. Yeah. I'm not trying. I love it. You're going to enjoy this. Yeah, and you're no, gonna just, looking forward to You're going to just keep saying to my, yourself, orchids. The name orchid comes from the Greek word for testicles. And then you're just going to enjoy seeing what We're is gonna it? We're going to have a ball, 30, aren't we? 30,000 orchids in bloom. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, on no, that you, note. You are, you are such a rat. You know how to get me in trouble. I do. Yeah, I know. So... <laughs> Well, you just enjoy the rest of your Valentine's Day. Well, yes, thank and, you, and you too. And I will see you at the Orchid Show <laughs> later. <laughs> well, I can't wait now. The testicle show. I mean, the Orchid Show. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, I'm left holding the bag once again. Anyway, thank uh, you, I gotta, James uh, Patrick Dooley. Uh, yes. Thank you to all our wonderful callers. Couldn't do it without great questions from all over the province. And thank you, Frank, for being so much fun. Well, thank you, Charlie. And uh, we'll see you all again next week. The Garden Show is brought to you by The Urban Nature Store. Everything for folks who love wild birds. Six GTA locations including Woodbridge, Mississauga, and Oshawa. Visit urbannaturestore.ca. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.